Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. recording recording everybody hello 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 welcome to two black girls one rose where together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating love and relationships from popular television i'm natasha and i'm justine and today we have a very special episode we're Mm -hmm. going to be talking all things online dating Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we will be joined by a very special, special guest, um, Michael Kay. He is the Global Director of Brand Marketing and Communications at OkCupid, which is one of the world's mm-hmm. largest dating apps. Um, the very first dating website that I joined was OkCupid. The very mm. first date I went on was also from OkCupid. OkCupid. So... We go way back, me and this yeah. company. <laughs> um, but yeah, Michael is going to be joining us. He's been with OkCupid since 2019. He's been a leading voice in dating and relationship sphere, bringing a lot of light to dating app trends and the data mm-hmm. behind modern dating specifically. Um, OkCupid is pretty well known for a huge, huge study that they did back in like 2014. It's like very mm-hmm. um, expansive longitudinal study. Um, that brought a lot of insights into the plight of Black women and Asian men on the apps. <laughs> Very famous study. We definitely dive into it with Michael. Um, but yeah, OkCupid has been a huge player in the online dating like data world. And Michael mm-hmm. Michael has done a lot of work in bringing awareness to specifically like inclusivity in the online dating space. Um, we talk about OkCupid's hand in creating badges on their profiles, uh, Black Lives Matter badges, vaccination, um, climate change, and them mm-hmm. just really kind of um, really making a huge stand on like helping support people and talking about social awareness and political affiliation with dating um, and really integrating it into their app. Um mm-hmm. Michael is also a member of the LGBTQIA plus community and found his partner on Tinder. So he knows a thing or two (laughs) about this world (laughs) and from his own experience. So um, Uh so yeah, we're super excited to talk about my talk with Michael and just find out what's going on in 2023 on the apps. What are the trends, best practices, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. And we do have a very special bonus segment where we dive into listener questions exclusively on patreon we'll get into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. he gives some good tips like how to like literally trick the algorithm the into algorithm like a new oh person i thought it was yes. a really great insight um mm-hmm. so definitely shout out to the patreon community and getting all that good stuff mm-hmm. on patreon um okay so let's talk online dating for a little bit yeah i literally met my husband on the apps and you've not been on them mm-hmm. so <laughs> we no. have like very different relationships i tried i tried you did like three weeks yeah what app was this and when <laughs> why I don't i remember this hinge. i was on hinge for three weeks right as me and crunch started getting started going on like dates versus like oh i'm going out with my coworker friend Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a time in between there where I was like, let me not um, completely, let me not put my eggs in one basket, right? Because I liked it okay. so much. Like, yeah. 
impression on this nigga. So I was like, yeah. let me let me not let me not do this. This is this doesn't have good um, like historical tracking. Let me go yeah. on an app and be cute and see what happens. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I tried. What was your experience? I don't even remember this. What? So you because were on, you didn't go on any dates? Were you talking to anybody? No. <laughs> I was supposed to go on a date the first time me and Crunch went out to dinner. I was supposed to go on a date that weekend. And I Crunch asked me out on the date. So I was like, mm, I'm busy. I'm going to go on this one instead. I'm going to go on this one instead. And then I told him. I was like, I was supposed to go on an online date today. I was supposed to like go into yeah. that online dating stuff. That like world. happening with this nigga from the Bronx because I live in Jersey City. <laughs> and that's who's closest <laughs> to me. Um, oh, God. And he was like, nah, you could just delete that. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, and then no, the rest was history. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I swiped for a little bit, found a lot of men in the Bronx, a lot, because I'm so close. Mm. Like, air distance-wise, I'm like mm-hmm. one mile away from the Bronx. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was interesting. Interesting, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um yeah very different experience me so different. <laughs> I was out here on these apps I wasn't meeting yeah. anyone I didn't have the privilege of meeting anybody at work because I work in a primarily yes. like women dominated space um right. and I am heterosexual I was looking for a man so that was not right. <laughs> I was not gonna find anybody at work um but yeah as I said okay Cupid was the first dating it wasn't an app at the time it was just a website i guess um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. god that makes me sound so old it's like before like, the apps. a dinosaur <laughs> i went on okcupid.com dot com on my laptop like god <laughs> but yeah that was the first app and i think it was like 20 13 2014 it was like fresh after college fresh after Right around when I moved to the city. So that was like 2013. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, I got on the apps. So I, I, I loved OkCupid because you had to fill out this like crazy long profile. And you know, mm-hmm. I love to write. Um, yeah. To create a whole narrative <laughs> and construct a whole like thing. <laughs> so I'd spend like hours <laughs> constructing this fucking profile. And answering all these millions of questions. Um and yeah okay is where i started but then i've i've literally tried all of them i've i did bumble when bumble came out i did mm-hmm. i i did um what you call it hinge obviously that's where i met nate um mm-hmm. tinder tinder is probably the only one that i never went on a date with someone from like all of these apps i at least went on one date you know we smoke you don't Listeners, you guys know this. We smoke a lot of marijuana, but one of the nights that I remember very clearly is one night where we decided to not go out. And Mm. we decided to sit in your full bed in the basement apartment, go through Tinder, and just start cursing guys out for their profile and how horrendous they were. We had like a night (laughs) of doing that on Tinder. Just doing that. (laughs) God, Tinder. Yeah, I just never... I never got anywhere. I don't think I ever had a conversation, really, like a true conversation with anyone from Tinder. Um, But yeah, there was, oh my God, I was listening to another podcast and I was like researching this episode. There's one called Happen that was around for like a hot, there was so many, there was a time where there was like apps coming out for like a hot second and I would just like jump on, check it out. And then like, then they would disappear. (laughs) Yes. There was one. Shout out to Alicia. She, that's how she met her husband. Some app doesn't exist anymore. Some app app called Picky. If you guys remember Picky, yeah. anybody email us if you remember that app. Um, her one date, I feel like her first day she went out yep. with was mm-hmm. is now her husband, soon to be father of her child. That is due. Oh my god! Days. Yeah. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. god. But yeah, there was one called Happen. It was like based on like geotags. It was like whoever was like around you. Oh. So it'd be like the guy that you like passed at the cafe, like up the block or whatever. Oh, or people kind okay. of in your vicinity. It's like people who you pass. I think that's what happened is. I'm pretty sure that's what that one was. Um, mm-hmm. But then Coffee Meets Bagel was another mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I think they're still around. Yeah, um, I think so too. Yeah. Right? So I've been on all of them. I've tried them all. I've been on dates on all of them, I'd say, pretty much except for Tinder. Um, and 
yeah, just like such a world I know so well. Because that was mm-hmm. like my dating in the tw- in my twenties. I was not meeting mm-hmm. anyone at work. I, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've never really been the girl who would like get approached at bars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been with you when you've gone approach. I've been with my sister. I've been with other friends as they're going to approach. Mm-hmm. But I was always the friend that's off to the side. Like, all right, I'll get the drinks. I'll like keep the area <laughs> warm. But like, <laughs> just not going to go approached like i don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck like just a fucking like sign across my head like do not come near but um the apps was like my as, as much as i just like didn't want to do it and you know we mm-hmm. all had oh god i want to meet my person in real life like the apps was where i knew kind of deep down like if this shit doesn't work for me then i don't know what the fuck is because ain't nobody coming up to me in person so how the hell no person yeah so yeah I mean, I think the apps are a great strategy. I think they're, like, for how we're moving in modern times, I think it's one of the best ways to meet people. Friends, business partners, yeah, whatever. I always say, like, you have to... Dating is hard. It sucks, like, no matter what. Um, Mm -hmm. And we all ideally want to have that story. You know, you met your person at fucking Trader Joe's whenever you bumped into them online, you know, and online at whatever at cvs mm-hmm. or your friend introduced them like that's the ideal that we want no one wants to like um meet their person through like swiping or whatever it's like seems so mm-hmm. unromantic um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is like in 2023 that just kind of is a huge sphere of where dating is happening nowadays mm-hmm. it's on mm-hmm. the apps and online so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you're not in the game if you're not in the apps you're kind of like missing out on a huge literal space and environment where you could be meeting somebody um Mm -hmm. and yeah and i think it's it's just interesting seeing how like the stigma has really died like we we talk about it with michael in the interview just like how many weddings we're all going to now Mm -hmm. based on people who've met i mean we just mentioned our friend elasia um Mm -hmm. francesca also just had a baby oh my god Yes. We had her on an episode on Patreon mm-hmm. uh, maybe like a year ago. Met her husband on Hinge Bumble, I want to say. I want to say Hinge. I got to ask her. Yeah. I got to ask her, but an app, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, an app. Um, mm-hmm. And more often than not, we're going to weddings where people are meeting on dating apps. It's like so the norm yep. now. It's almost strange when you hear someone say, oh, we met at work or we met on the train Fair. what oh my god that's so cool like it becomes like the yeah. cool thing because yes. that just doesn't not seem normal, normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so yeah. wild that that's where we're at in like society <laughs> like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are at that point now um but yeah it's yeah online dating i feel like just like so much to talk about because everyone if you're not mm-hmm. on the apps you've either been on it before or you're with mm-hmm. among friends who are on the apps Mm-hmm. You've, even if you've not swiped yourself you've seen your friends on their app swiping you've gotten the stories of this that like it touches all of us in some way shape or form mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah i'm really excited for this conversation and to get yes. uh the insider tips trends the mm-hmm. how to how to's um of how the hell to crack this online dating world man yeah yeah, because it seems like a lot of work. From that three yeah. weeks that I was on it, I was like, damn, damn, this is a lot of work. But it was pandemic. I couldn't go out and frolic like I usually oh, do with God. my little dresses. Yeah. I'd stay at home and swipe. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there, it, there is work to it. And we, mm-hmm. Michael talked about that. Like, we're not going to lie. There, There's work to be done. Like, you don't mm-hmm. just, no one's going to plop out the sky. You got to sit down. You got to mm-hmm. swipe. No one gotta, is going to plop out the sky. Yeah. Nobody. You got to mm-hmm. curate that profile you gotta spend time swiping you gotta like sit down and actually think fuck what am i gonna say in this message like there's definitely yeah, yeah. work to it mm-hmm. um and and yeah but i think dating in general is work regardless yeah <laughs> like, yeah definitely it's not like getting to know yourself and getting to know the mm-hmm. other person what you want out of life what you don't it's mm-hmm. like it's a lot but we we Speak to Michael in a way that is like half corporate and half very much personal experience that I'm excited for you guys to learn how somebody so high up at a dating app that has been around for so long, how he thinks about personal connection, because it was really interesting to hear from him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
so yeah we're excited for that um yeah and we're shout out to everyone who submitted some listener questions yeah um we have a really fun little bonus segment exclusively on patreon we cannot say this enough if you love our interviews yes you love our recaps if you want more mm-hmm. of us if you want bonus stuff from our interviews please mm-hmm. head on over to patreon.com slash two buckles one rose join the rose garden our amazing patreon community not only will you get bonus contents like Michael dropping all the tips and trips of how to <laughs> crack the algorithm of these apps, mm-hmm. um, but also ad-free episodes, mm-hmm. uh, Merit at First Sight recaps. You can watch us in motion on video. Mm-hmm. Um, you can join our amazing Facebook group mm-hmm. of beautiful, amazing, smart women and men who just fucking love TV, love love, love talking about love. Mm-hmm. Um and, and yeah, you can now try out a Patreon membership with a free seven-day trial. Head to patreon.com slash two black girls one rose and sign up mm-hmm. today. All right. Let's dive into our interview with Michael K. from OkCupid. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. Welcome to the show, Michael. We're so happy to have you. You're here to give us all the insights, the trends. We're going to talk all things online dating. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Cool. Um, so before we dive into the real questions, we have to ask, do you watch any dating shows and how do you watch them? Are you watching them on your phone or your iPad late at night? Are you binging? What are you watching? So this is so ironic for someone who works at a dating app. I have never seen an episode of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Um, I haven't watched a ton of dating shows, although I will say... Mm-hmm. season one of love is blind on netflix mm-hmm. lived rent free in my mind i binged that <laughs> in like one single sitting i was so addicted to it oh the second God. season lost me though well mm. it was terrible that doesn't shock me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta come back though season four is season four is a good time Woo! it's great should i should i try season three nope you don't nope. have to uh, yeah, yeah, you, you can, can skip to four. You can. Three is all right, but yeah. four four was a great time. Mm-hmm. You should definitely dip in, come in, come into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now I need to watch, especially after all the drama with the reunion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. That's the only word to describe it is yikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, I guess then... You might not have an opinion on this, but we do have to ask you, do you know any dating shows that represent modern dating today? Like a lot of them are very based in fantasy, um, but if, to your knowledge, are there any that are authentic to modern dating? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, no. And that's really why I don't watch a ton of dating shows. Oh, I most okay. Pandemic, yeah. Post-pandemic, I think what we're seeing with dating is more intentional dating, more mindful dating, and could be as a non-viewer, so no one come for me after that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I feel like when I look at dating shows, so many of them seem surface level. I just can't imagine falling in love with someone in a few weeks mm-hmm. while dating a dozen people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is pretty uh, fantastical how mm-hmm. most of them uh, wound out. So, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, let's dive into the question. So everybody nowadays or a lot of people nowadays are meeting on dating apps and getting married, right, or having long-term relationships. So it's more the norm than the exception. Um, and making that switch it made that switch like very quickly over the past probably 30 years. Um, the stigma seems to be just broken across all demographics. Is everyone on the apps, meaning uh, Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, sexuality, race, or are there demographics that use dating apps less? Yes. Every, on OkCupid, at least, we have everyone from Gen Z to baby boomers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, to be honest, millennials are overwhelmingly our largest audience. Okay. And then our next biggest demos are Gen X, then Gen Z, then baby boomers. Okay. So there are definitely age groups where there's a higher rate of single people. Mm-hmm. However, we are seeing that 
age isn't really playing a factor into if you're online dating anymore. Mm. There are people in their 40s and 50s and 60s on dating apps, which I think is super cool to see. And um, there's definitely, I know you, you spoke to the stigma before, there's been a huge change in 10 years, even in my own personal experience. So separate mm-hmm. working at OkCupid, I graduated college in 2014. It wasn't until a week after I graduated that I first heard about a dating app and it was Tinder. And I remember looking at my friend thinking, that is so weird. You're mm-hmm. talking to a stranger on your phone and you're going to go meet up with this stranger. Mm. And a couple of weeks later, I downloaded Tinder. And <laughs> I to all these strangers and uh-huh. decided to meet up with one of these crazy strangers. Um, and this July, it'll be nine years of dating that stranger. So wow. to see how I even thought about dating apps eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I have girlfriends who will go to the bar and say, oh my God, that guy was so creepy. And, and I'll be like, what What happened? What did he say? And they're like, oh, nothing. He just spoke to me. So it's like, <laughs> you see the shift among yeah. mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny that in-person speaking gives people like the ick now. They're like, yeah, oh my they're like God. what are you doing? <laughs> right. That's so crazy. So funny. Oh my God. So... Very interesting and important. 2014, actually, OkCupid's study that found that Black women and Asian men are the least desirable. Um, What measures were taken since then to combat that implicit bias that people have? So for anyone listening, we didn't chat before this, and I could not be happier that you brought this up. That is one of the first things I looked at when I joined OkCupid in 2019 Mm. because it was so offensive. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I've come to learn is that that data set is almost a decade old. And it reflects a completely different time in our Mm -hmm. society. That Mm -hmm. is not defending any Mm -hmm. behaviors that we saw during that time. Mm -hmm. But one trend that we've seen during the pandemic, which I personally love, is that over the past few years, on on OkCupid specifically, people have started to date outside of their race and religion more than they ever have before in our 18-year history. Mm. Now, of course, there's a lot that's happened in all of our worlds Mm -hmm. over the past few years. Um, But one thing we've done at OkCupid to help facilitate this, for anyone who doesn't know, OkCupid matches people on what matters to them through thousands of in-app questions. These questions are what power our algorithm and how we connect people. And the questions serve as conversation starters, as deal breakers, but we understand that we're a platform that fosters connection and conversation. Mm -hmm. So over the years, we've been using our questions to help push society forward, at least when it comes to behaviors on our own app. So sure, there's questions about dating relationships and sex, obviously. Mm -hmm. But there's also questions about racial injustices. Mm-hmm. Because we know a lot of these conversations are really awkward or, or uncomfortable for a lot of people. So we want to make it a little bit easier for you by giving you prompts to address what's happening in the world. So there are question, questions about Black Lives Matter on our app. There are questions about reproductive health care and climate change and gun control and marriage equality and other LGBTQ plus issues. Mm-hmm. We also work with several nonprofits to make sure that we're creating a space that's really safe and welcoming Mm -hmm. for all our users, regardless of how you identify, regardless of your age, ethnicity, race, gender, or sexual identity, the list goes on. Some of those nonprofits that we've worked with or partnered with, donated to, spoken with include NAACP, ACLU, GLAAD, the Human Rights Campaign, So we're leaning on the experts. We understand that we're not the experts, Mm. but we lean on the experts to help us create a more accepting platform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do remember. So OkCupid was the first uh, dating website I had ever been on. My first date ever was from OkCupid. And I remember one of my favorite aspects of OkCupid were those questions. Yeah. And um it kind of took the hard work out of me having to ask somebody like, what are your thoughts on gun rights or gun control or the questions are there. It kind of weeds people out for you. 
Um, yeah. So that's interesting that that's the approach that you guys took in helping people um, just bring more awareness to what their leanings are on societal issues without having to like have a full on conversation with somebody. Cause that could also Absolutely. be. Absolutely. And then there's. Hurdle. Yeah. And then there's like certain issues or causes that we feel are more paramount than what our questions are able to do. And, and for those moments mm. in time, we'll introduce a profile badge. So for example, one of our, a couple of our latest profile badges were our Black Lives Matter profile badge, mm -hmm. which we launched in 2020. Our voter badge to help encourage people to get out and vote because everyone's voice matters. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that we do within the product and it really makes us one of the only, I think, mission or value-driven dating apps. Sure, there's people on OkCupid who are looking for hookups, but most of our users are a little bit more mindful and intentional with how they're dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I really, I love how you brought in the experts from incredibly credible um, sources and nonprofits, but what you're also doing is taking the guesswork out for the minority who may have to ask an uncomfortable question. Natasha has an infamous blog post of going on a date with a Republican. It is one of my favorite things she's ever written. And it takes that kind of awkward, sometimes painful conversations out for people who may be victims of um, some of these biases that people have and we'll still fetishize them and go on dates with them, mm. Mm. which is weird, right? It's like weird for you to <laughs> yes. want to date a black girl and then also not think that she should have rights. That's strange, <laughs> but it's a thing that people do when they go on dating apps to, in order to accomplish this. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So having those two things go hand in hand, I don't know how long that took you guys to do, um, but having those two go hand in hand is really imperative. And I, I applaud you guys for that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, We've been around for almost almost two decades, so mm -hmm. there's been a lot of learnings and a lot of advancements and changes and tough conversations. But for us, and one of the reasons why I've stayed at OKCupid for so long is that what I've come to know about the team here today internally is that if there's one thing we can do to make even one person's experience better we will do it no matter how much time or effort or money it takes. We mm. don't only do things that benefit 90% of our users. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing I absolutely love, especially being from the LGBTQ plus community. We have our own mm -hmm. slew of issues. Um, mm -hmm. So it's nice to see that, um, you know, we're an app that prioritizes this community, which to be fair is a small group on our app. It's definitely mm -hmm. not the majority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one thing we talked about, um, or I think you mentioned a little bit, is like Gen Z being one of the most progressive, if not the most progressive generation, um, and people now being more open to dating outside of their race more than ever before, and religion, I think. Um, yeah. What's the data saying now compared to 2020 or 2014? Like, are... A big question that we received a lot from listeners is, are Black women and Asian men still having the toughest time on the apps? So we haven't looked into specific demographics and how they're, for lack of better terms, performing on our app. What we mm -hmm. do pay really close attention to are the issues that people are matching on most. So again, oh. what we've seen is that it's less about race and religion for many of our daters today in 2023 compared mm -hmm. to 2020, 2019, 2018. Um, but what we have seen is that, especially driven by Gen Z, the youngest generation on our app, mm -hmm. most people are dating by issue. So okay. they are swiping left if you're not supporting Black Lives Matter. They're swiping mm -hmm. left if you don't believe climate change is real and they're mm -hmm. definitely swiping left if you're not voting mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. if you're a Trump supporter, mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. not the app for you. And that's okay mm -hmm. with us. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So it's really 
so there has been a lot of work and intention behind those badges, those stickers on the profiles, the BLM, the vaccination. Um, the idea behind that is people, that's what they want to know that more than anything in terms of how they're going to make decisions on who they're dating. Absolutely. I mean, our current badge that's up right now is our I'm pro-choice profile badge. And mm. that has become one of our most popular badges to date, our badges started, we've been doing them for about five years at this point. Mm -hmm. And we saw what was happening in Texas in mm -hmm. what is it, 2021. And mm -hmm. we thought this is just not acceptable. And we relaunched our I'm pro-choice profile badge with Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. and decided because of the country we're living in today in the United States, we're leaving this badge on indefinitely. So normally mm -hmm. our badges are temporary mm -hmm. features, but that badge has Got been up since September, 2021, and we are committed to leaving it up. And well over 1 million people have already added it within the United States. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so the mere fact that people are getting married shows us that the dating apps work and there's virtually no stigma. I think a little, most people, we just spoke about it. It's like, we are just talking to somebody in person now. <laughs> so all of us in our friend group always have this one friend who still just doesn't want to get on the apps, is a little bit afraid to swipe or whatever the case is. Um, what data exists or what can we tell them in order to get them on the apps to try to get them out there? Yeah. So at OKCupid, I, I work really closely with behavioral psychologists, dating coaches, sociologists. And for years, what we've been hearing again and again is that dating apps work because people used to meet at places like church or temple, but uh, young people aren't going to going, gather places right. like that anymore. Community. Yeah. I mean, we're a very data-driven app. No surprise. We were founded by four math majors at Harvard. Aww. And what the data shows us is that over 3 million people have come to OkCupid specifically because they know someone who married someone they met on a dating app. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's becoming one of the most popular ways to, to meet people. And for anyone who isn't having a great experience or hasn't found a dating app that they love, the best news is there's a ton out there. Mm -hmm. There's Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I got to get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social mm. media just the over accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. Yeah. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. 
H E L P dot com slash two B G one R. Sure, and Hinge and OkCupid and Match.com and Plenty of Fish. And mm. uh, no matter what you're looking for, I would, I would first, before going on any dating apps, be really clear about what you're looking for. Know your intention. Mm. If that's a hookup, that's great. Mm-hmm. But own that and celebrate that and find an app that's going to deliver what you're looking for. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, an open relationship, marriage, whatever it is, be mindful of that and find the app that's going to work best for you because there's no app that's for every single person in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's no app for every single person, but there's there's probably an app for you somewhere <laughs> out there. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And I think too, like we've all, at this point, 2023, everyone's been to at least one wedding where the person was married from an app, I would say, or met online. Like it's so commonplace now. Um, but you still, there's always that one friend who's like holding on to, I'm going to meet my person in, in real life. Like they're so convinced that that's their, 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 uh, their pathway. Yeah. Their destiny. Uh-huh. Um, but I like what you said about like, just knowing what it is that you're wanting for yourself and like finding an app that can at least support that. Even if it's not hinge or the old keeper, the ones that everyone's using. Yeah. Um, so along with that, there's a lot of people on the apps. There's a lot of talk of people being tired of the apps. Um, I was on, I, I, my first OkCupid profile was 20, uh, damn, what year is it? 2023. <laughs> I, oh my yeah. God. When was right it? after college, like 2014, I want to say. Okay. And I was like on and off the apps and the sites for years before I met my husband um, in 2019. And, you know, I've tried all the apps. I've gone on dates from every app. I think maybe Tinder's the only one I never actually went on a date with someone from that. Um, and there's a fatigue that comes when you're consistently out there. You're trying all the apps. You're dating. You're going on all these dates. How does OkCupid approach the fatigue that people are experiencing when people say, like, I'm so tired of the apps? If you're getting fatigue from a dating app, get off the dating app. <laughs> And people are shocked when I say that, but it's work. I am not going to lie and say this is the easiest thing in the world. You match with a few people, you'll find a spouse within a week. That's not the reality. It is a lot of work and you have to put in the work. So Mm -hmm. if you're at a place where you're like, this is not fun for me. I am not getting excited. I am tired of this. Mm -hmm. Take a break. I do that in every part of my life. There are days I don't want to be on Instagram. There are days when I don't want to work out. There are days when I don't want to read the book that I'm reading. I take a break. So why would we not take a break when it comes to dating? Mm -hmm. That's okay. It's not giving up. It's Mm -hmm. putting yourself first. So I think if you're getting fatigued, take a break. The apps are always going to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I used to take like week-long breaks, months. I would just not be on... Um, it's really, yeah, you have to really just, and as you said, the apps are always going to be there. So yeah, we're not going anywhere. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we want to get into OkCupid and its competitors, right? You're the global head of marketing. We want to know a lot about the business side of it. So what do you think about a lot of these subway ads that are popping up and these sort of, um, uh, strategy behind them. Yesterday, I just saw the new Tinder ads popping up, which I'm sure you've seen before I've seen. They <laughs> are, for anybody listening, more maximalist ads where the people in the ads are so colorful that you don't really see <laughs> race or gender or <laughs> sexuality or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they more focus on experiences. And then I also see ads for a new app called um, Muzz, which is a dating app that is specifically for Muslim people. But what is the OkCupid strategy for marketing? And what do you think about these very attractive, very shiny subway ads that we're seeing versus what you guys are doing? Yeah. So we've done the subway ads actually for years, especially over the past few years Mm -hmm. um, for several of our campaigns. So you could have seen us on the subways in New York City, 
We've shown up in Chicago, in San Francisco, in Berlin, in Tel Aviv. So many cities all around the world. For our ads, they tend to be more vibrant, colorful for sure. But what I love about them is we use our ads as a way to celebrate the actual people we're seeing on OkCupid, the actual relationships that are forming. So our latest campaign, you we, we had ads across the subway in New York City um, and digital, so showing up all over the place. Mm-hmm. And there were interracial relationships shown within the ads. Mm-hmm. There were people who were pansexual. There were people who were non-binary. There were models who were transgender because those are the people who are here on OkCupid. Mm -hmm. And we want to celebrate every single person that we're seeing on OkCupid. So I I absolutely love it. And um, the new Tinder campaign that's running right now globally, so Mm -hmm. y'all all have the opportunity to see it all over the world. I love this creative. It really grabs my my attention. In fact, I was on the subway to work a couple weeks ago and I saw the Tinder ad in the subway, on the subway across from me. Mm-hmm. And yep. where we just happened yep. to be driving or whatever trains do, drive <laughs> next to each other. And I glanced up from my book momentarily and it like captured my eye. So mm-hmm. I love it. Um, there's a lot of fun sayings like someone to go to heaven with, mm-hmm. um, proving astrology right. So mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. brilliant campaign by their new chief marketing officer, Melissa Hobley, and I'm enjoying it. Oh, I was wondering where they got this from. (laughs) These look like, they remind me of the seamless ads way back in like 2013 when it was like, Mm. because I don't want to do dishes. And it was just a little like aardvark delivering the food. (laughs) (laughs) It reminded me kind of of my life. I have like carpal (laughs) tunnel from Oh my god! Yeah. Um, and as a br- global brand ambassador for OKCupid, okay we have a familiarity with OKCupid's okay branding and colors, specifically the color scheme, that pink and purple. And you guys have stuck with that color scheme for eighteen years. Do you have yeah. any plans on changing it? Why do you have just pink and purple? Um, mm. And yeah, like what is the the symbolism behind those those PMS and hex colors that you guys have picked for yourselves? We we're definitely sticking with the blue and pink. We do switch it up a little bit when it comes to, let's say, how we're showing up on social media, for example. So mm-hmm. there are periods mm-hmm. where there's those really vibrant blues on our Instagram, and then we'll move more into a black, white, and pink phase. Um, we're just now coming out of a pink phase on mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely switch it up depending on, you know, what's currently trending, like what people are loving and gravitating towards, what type of content. Mm-hmm. But we are keeping our logo because it's, you know, tried and true. It's what we're recognized for. You know, when I see mm-hmm. yellow or red, I think of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't mm-hmm. imagine us switching up our colors anytime, anytime mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Cupid is also really known for its very extensive profile. I think that's what mm-hmm. separates OkCupid from all the other apps um, or all the other websites, I'd say. It's very night and day from like what you're seeing on just the typical swipe apps. Um, who is OkCupid for, considering that that way of building and dating is so specific to OkCupid with extensive profiles? It's a specific type of person, I think. Who, who do you think OkCupid is for? Yeah. So if you're going on OkCupid, we're putting you right to work. So I hope you're sitting <laughs> down and you're creating a profile. Um we make you take many steps when creating a profile on OkCupid. You have to mm-hmm. fill out multiple profile prompts. You have to answer at least 15 of our matching questions. You have to upload multiple photos. And that's by design because we want mm-hmm. to weed out people who are not taking dating seriously. Mm-hmm. We, so on OkCupid, we have a higher intent dater and it's because of everything I just said. The product is designed that way uh, because we want to make sure that you're willing to put in the effort. If you're not willing to put in the effort on your profile, you're definitely not going to put in the effort when matching and messaging with other people. And we do want to make sure that we're catering to um, 
people who are looking for more meaningful, deeper, long-term connections, because that's what we've seen over the past nearly 20 years on OkCupid. That's what people are mostly looking for on our app. Mm-hmm. Serious relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you think, sorry, Natasha, I have to go off yeah, kilter, yeah. but I think it's going to go into this question. You said that you put the data right to work. Do you, in your personal opinion, think that an OkCupid questionnaire where you basically just have to know yourself and you answer the question, they kind of spit out your profile versus Hinge, where you have to be very creative to stand out in this like Mm. sea of profiles, which one do you think is more work? Ooh, that's a great question. I think think both are work, but in in very different ways. I Mm -hmm. think on OkCupid, because of our vast amount of questions, it one, yes, of course, it's like a lot of work to answer all these questions, but also it really makes you think mm-hmm. about what you're looking for, who you are, mm-hmm. what type of relationship you want. It's almost like a therapy session internally yeah. when you're filling yeah. these questions. And I think on Hinge, where you have these open prompts to fill out, um, that's work in a different way because you have to be really strategic. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is I had a friend over, you know, my apartment a couple months ago and she said, I'm not getting a lot of messages on hinge. Can you look at my profile and see what I'm doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And I looked at the prompt she was filling out and they just weren't conversation starters. So for example, there was a prompt mm-hmm. about her favorite dish and she wrote in penny vodka period. That's great, but why not reframe it and say, I love penny alla vodka. Bonus points if you can give me the best penny alla vodka place right. in Patton. Yeah, yeah, right. She repositioned it as a question. Uh-huh. And two weeks later, she messaged me and said she was getting a ton of messages and everyone was responding to that prompt. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> so making it more open ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything you put on your profile from what you fill it in your prompt to your photos, they need to be conversation starters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great little tip there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> um, now Hinge, Hinge kind of like popped up overnight and then they've just been kind of killing the game. I got married off of Hinge, so I'm definitely a Hinge proponent. Why, why Hinge? Why is Hinge kind of like the name everyone knows? Everyone's on Hinge. Everyone's talking about Hinge. Um, what do you admire, I guess, see from their perspective of their app that they're doing well? Yes. Well, first of all, designed to be deleted. I absolutely love that tagline. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, It is just so good. I would argue that it's the best tagline I've ever heard of any industry. Um, Mm. And then honestly, I love the design of the app. I think it looks Mm -hmm. so beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. clean, it's modern, it's sleek. yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Hinge. I mean, I'm in a relationship, so I'm not actively on it. But when I right. see my friends' profiles mm-hmm. um, or, or their, um, the user face, I, mm. I love the design. I think, they're, I think they're doing absolutely great. And, and of course, they're one of the newer ones. So whenever right. a newer app shows up, we all want to check it out. Mm-hmm. What do you think about all of these new apps that are opening up that are for specific groups of people? And you actually mentioned something very similar to this when you talked about people used to date within very specific communities and were kind of approved. It was a uh, very village, right? Like uh, very kind of primal. I was talking to my boyfriend about this actually the other day, how I felt like I was a commodity at church that my mother was like shopping around to all the different single black men who were at my church. And like (laughs) the one who was in the choir with her, she was like, Oh, I have to introduce you to him. And like Mm. the guy that I went to prom with was like a guy from church. Mm. And it feels almost uh, like very just kind of like village culture. And you mentioned that people aren't going to temple anymore. People aren't going to, um, their neighborhood bars anymore. They don't have those sort of traditions. What do you think about these apps that are kind of taking that exact concept of putting it online, like Muzz, J-Date, those kinds of things? I think it's amazing because it's giving yeah. an opportunity 
for people who are looking for others with shared experiences, with shared cultures. When I talk to my Black friends who are single, what they tell me is I'm not going on an app, whether it's specifically for Black people or it's for everyone, if there's no opportunity for me to meet with only Black people. Because Mm. I'm at a point in my life where that's really important to me and I never want to discredit that. So Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. love seeing apps like BLK for Mm -hmm. Black people or Mm -hmm. Chispa for Latina women Mm -hmm. and Latino men. Um, So I I think it's great. I I welcome them to the space. And I I Mm -hmm. think if you're solving a need that's really important to someone, Mm -hmm. then you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... um, yeah, I think definitely when you reach like a certain, I mean, it could be for all age groups, but I would say definitely more mature age group, you might reach a time where it's like, I just want to date this group. And so having that ability, whether it's in an app like OkCupid or a site like OkCupid, where you can f- filter down to that or going to an app specifically for you. Um, I think, as you said, like there's an app for everyone. You just got to find your space. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um like dating pools like everyone complains about their dating pool like my pool's filled with duds like i'm on the apps it's terrible guys like there's no one here um i've been on the apps swiping for my friends and i'm like yeah this is a bunch of duds girl i don't know how to help you (laughs) like it seems (laughs) rough out there for everyone and everyone talks about dating just sucks i can't find anyone the pool is terrible why does it why do you feel like dating sucks so much still when we have so much access? There's so there's millions of people you have at your access to swipe through or to comb through profiles, but yet it still sucks. What is that? Let's be honest. We love complaining. We're never <laughs> going to <laughs> about dating. It's just not going to happen. Mm. I complain every week about my job. Guess what? Five years from now, I <laughs> bet you I'm still here because I absolutely <laughs> love that. I don't have pain points here, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So we absolutely love complaining. I will give you a tip. Don't tell anyone. Um, As someone who actually works at a dating app, Mm -hmm. if you are feeling like the quality of your matches are just not as great as you'd like, what you need to do, and I recommend people do this every three to four weeks, so about once a month, delete one or two of your profile photos and add one or two of your profile photos, change some of the words in Mm -hmm. some of the prompts that you're filling out, Mm -hmm. because what's going to happen is the app is going to see all this activity happening on your profile. And it's going to say, Oh, we have a new user and it's going to boost you to so many new profiles that you haven't seen. That's Mm -hmm. something I learned here over the past couple of years that I Mm -hmm. found fascinating. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of hacking the algorithm a little bit. <laughs> we love a good hack. I love <laughs> that. Is really interesting, Tasha. Sorry, I have to go off the script. Yeah, here. go ahead. I think it's really interesting that um, in some of your past interviews, even you, Michael, have talked more high level about the data, but even the good folks at our friends over at Hinge have kind of been like playing God in a way where like you need $5 to access this person who you've been talking to the most this week. (laughs) And they're kind of playing with the ability for people to meet other people. How do you differentiate from your perspective, especially because you're head of global marketing. So this is like everybody, how do you differentiate between, okay, this is data or this is individuals and human beings and their love lives. Like how do you, where's the line there and where do you differentiate between okay this is a bunch of people versus this is people's lives and i have to take this really seriously for them well just to like quickly touch upon my own experience with dating apps you know we were talking about this right before we hit record i was in the closet for Mm -hmm. almost 23 years Mm -hmm. and for me dating apps were a safe space Mm -hmm. and the only Mm -hmm. way for me mm. to meet other gay men. So I came into this role at OkCupid with a really elevated sense of um, really elevated outlook on dating apps because they're more than just a app on my phone. They 
changed my life. And now right. it's changed my life personally and professionally. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm always looking at data. I'm looking at millions of people's responses to X amount of questions, but I still remember or I still understand the impact that a dating app can have on someone's life. And if there's something that I can do, either me, myself, or the marketing team, or a product team, or a data science team, or a research team, whoever it is, something that we can do to make your experience on OkCupid better, hell yeah, we're absolutely going to do it. Or Mm -hmm. we're going to say it to make your experience better. Because at the end of the day, word of mouth is what's driving this activity. You know, we can spend a lot of money on on marketing and definitely that helps. Mm -hmm. But if you're seeing Subway ads for OkCupid or an article about OkCupid, but you still don't know anyone who's ever met on the app, you're probably not Mm -hmm. going to search OkCupid. Right. Um, So there's, you know, there's a reason why we've been around for almost two decades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, That's so interesting. Cause yeah, that, there's but so much marketing can do. And it's the the word of mouth. Who who's mm-hmm. gotten married? Mm-hmm. Who do you know? What wedding are you going to? What app did they meet on? Like that's really what's carrying a lot of this forward. Absolutely. Um, interesting. So I want to talk a little bit about um, some more data and trends. Um, I heard you on another podcast say um, that when women send the first move or send the first conversation, that those conversations actually last longer. What are some other like surprising data points that you can share with us? Yes. Well, that's absolutely true. And over the last few years, over the pandemic, we've seen women sending more first messages than they ever have prior, which was a really nice trend to come out of the pandemic. And um, why do you think that is? My theory is that in a heterosexual relationship, um, women tend to put more effort into that pre-date preparation. Wow, and Michael. <laughs> I, you know, during the pandemic, we were home, everyone yeah. was in sweatpants. And I think a lot of women were saying, screw this. Like, I am not living a Disney movie. I am not going to wait for a knight in shining armor to show up. If I find a man interesting, I'm going to DM him right now and start a conversation. Yeah. I'm not going to sit around and wait. And yeah. that was something we saw that I thought was, a really heartwarming trend, um, which is like really always nice to see. It reminds me of why the work we're doing is so important. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of trends we're seeing on OkCupid. One is really driven by Gen Z, but young daters are causing increases in sober dating. So in Mm. 2012, 84% of singles on OkCupid said they were open to dating someone who doesn't drink alcohol still a pretty great yeah. um, group of people, but yeah. that jumped to 96% of respondents in 2022. Wow. And Gen Z singles last year were the most likely to opt for a relationship with someone who is sober compared to millennials, compared to Gen Xers. Um, so that's one trend we're seeing in relation mm-hmm. to lifestyle. We alluded to this earlier, but politics is still really important. Mm-hmm. Um, after the last midterms, singles are still super political. Since the 2016 presidential mm-hmm. election, mm-hmm. there's been a 138% increase in the amount of OkCupid daters saying they enjoy having political conversations. They want to match with wow. people who have political views that align with them. And for anyone who's like, nah, I don't, I don't know if that's real. About 30 million people on OkCupid have said they enjoy discussing politics. This wow. is not a sample size of wow. people out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That is so <laughs> interesting, yeah. Michael. That is a really interesting uh, take on mental health, even with the sober thing. I find that to be really interesting how Gen Z are kind of like respecting a sober journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And really don't like, I guess they don't need a lot of context. Like if you're just willing to date a sober person, you don't really care why they're sober. You're just like open to them. Yeah. You're open to it. And even what you said about women being at home and sweatpants, probably staring at themselves quite a bit on zoom and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, That is really fascinating in terms of like a mental health perspective of what we've been through since 2016 to now. 
Well, I'm glad you mentioned mental health because one thing we're seeing as well is conversations around mental health are a turn Mm. on. Um, And I saw this trend happening on OkCupid. I saw it happening on LinkedIn. I saw it happening on Instagram. It's a reflection of the society that we're in today. Mm -hmm. Um, But on our app specifically, more than nine in 10 daters on OkCupid said they are sensitive. But what's really interesting is that this is really benefiting men who are finally being more open Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. conversations around mental health, conversations Mm -hmm. around therapy. Last year, Mm -hmm. men who said they were sensitive received 107% more likes, 86% more matches, and had 113% more conversations than men who said, you know what, I'm not sensitive. I'm a tough guy. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. We yeah. literally just got fresh off of watching Love is Blind with a, a yeah. character named Marshall who's sensitive. And it's been a whole um, just conversation about the the sensitive man, the um, the emotional man. Um, so that's interesting to see that guys um, even making that notation on their profile, the um, positive benefit <laughs> has given yeah. in, the, in the dating sphere. Awesome. Mm. Um, oh yeah, go ahead. Um, what are some of the current trends in the dating and website and app industry? Meaning, what do you see, um, or maybe even foresee some of these apps, maybe at OkCupid or just in general, coming up with kind of new strategies for people to meet online? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, two main things come to mind. First, figuring out how to leverage AI oh, um, God. dating apps. Yeah. Um, we actually did a test earlier this year. We used ChatGBT to draft our matching questions for us. And we mm-hmm. added about nine new questions that were written by ChatGBT. Mm-hmm. And they covered everything about what you value most in a partner to how you balance your own needs with the needs of a partner in a relationship. And they've been answered almost 1 million times in two months, making this the most successful new question category for us. So that was a really interesting Mm. test. And then another big trend is just adapting your app to be more inclusive than the traditional binary way of dating, which OkCupid has really been doing since the beginning. Um, We have Mm -hmm. questions on our app that are specifically for LGBTQ plus people. Even Mm -hmm. within that own community, I as a gay man will see questions that are different than a bisexual person on our app. Um, We were the first leading dating app to expand gender and orientation options, the first to introduce Mm -hmm. a pronouns feature, the first to open up that feature to straight users because... Mm. That helps normalize the use of pronouns. Mm-hmm. So, and we've seen other apps catch up after us. So, I think mm-hmm. Gen Z is just pushing yeah. businesses and brands and companies and organizations to be more inclusive and mindful of their practices, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, it sounds like OkCupid is really kind of like leading the charge on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I actually, this, I think I did this last year. I just wanted to see when was the first time we ad- we added a question specifically for the queer community because we mm-hmm. cater to that community a lot in 2023. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see, because I've only been here four years, when that really started. And the first question was in 2004, the year we launched. What? Wow. So from the beginning. Wow. From the beginning. That's impressive. Very. That's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I um I have a question around like what we can learn about dating around the world. So what's happening in terms of trends or whatever you can share about um, modern dating around the world that us U.S. dirt daters can potentially learn from? That's a great question. I don't know if there's certain trends we can learn from, but we we do see different behaviors across mm-hmm. markets. So, for example, in the United States. Politics is the biggest conversation starter on OkCupid. Mm. That's not the case when we look at a market like Israel. Race 
is really important in the United States. Um, not matching with your own race, but being mindful mm -hmm. that race plays a role in society today. That is not an issue in many other countries around the world. That's not mm -hmm. to say the United States is the only one dealing with racial inequality. Um, but over the past few years, it was really interesting to note when I was speaking to our teams in Australia or Germany or Israel or United Kingdom, Turkey, some of them were really confused about what they were seeing with the Black Lives Matter movement here in the United States. And they couldn't grasp race still being an issue today in 2020 mm. or 2023. Um, there are definitely markets like India that tend to be a little bit more conservative, a little bit more mm. old school. Um, markets like Germany, who are more progressive, more sexually aware, um, more attuned to kink and um, different sex-focused conversation. So mm -hmm. it's always interesting to see what daters are comfortable with or not comfortable with in each of these different markets. Mm -hmm. um, because we are one brand, but we do have users in over 100 countries around the world. So there's right. definitely differences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just treating each market as they are. Like, they're just different. It's hard to compare what the U.S. staters are doing necessarily with behaviors of other countries. But that was interesting. That's a snippet of this week's episode. For the full episode and bonus episodes and videos, join our amazing community on Patreon at patreon.com backslash two black girls, one rose. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.